Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Healthy Church Podcast. We're glad you joined us again. Hey, Larry, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing great, Drew. I sure am. It's good to be here with you, my friend. Absolutely. Good to be with you. I, I know last time we talked about um, kind of the spirits moving and God's will, and uh, sometimes that puts us in places or going in directions that seem a little, we get a little hesitant, but uh, God sometimes calls us to those places and to those things, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And a lot of times we want it to make sense. We want it to be logical. We, you know, and we want to figure it all out. Following the Lord, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes it seems quite illogical to mm-hmm. do. It'll never be unscriptural. Yeah. It'll never go against the word of God. Right. But sometimes we kind of scratch our head and go, wow, yeah. uh, man, that doesn't make sense. Years ago, I remember and the guy knew I was a pastor, Drew, but he walked over one day and he goes, he goes, man, you're never here on Sundays. I said, well, yeah. He goes, so you go to church every Sunday? <laughs> that just, even that small thing, that just didn't seem logical. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, and there's a lot of things that Jesus taught that they're scratching their heads going, wait a minute. You know, that that doesn't seem logical yeah, right. uh, that I should I should love you more than mother, brother, sister. You know, uh, yeah. what's that look like? Let the dead bury their dead. What what does that mean? Uh-huh. Follow me. Well, uh, it doesn't always make sense. And, uh, and it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. Right. No, that's good. I love that. How are we going to get there today? Yeah, we were talking last time about Jesus didn't die on the cross to make us safe. He died on the cross to make us dangerous. And I mean that in the context of Ephesians 6, the putting on the armor of God. And uh, sometimes we pray totally focused on protection and build a hedge of protection around my family, build a hedge of protection around my church and my ministry. and, And I'm not against that. We ought to do that. But I just wonder, have we ever prayed, Lord, make us dangerous mm-hmm. to the enemy? Mm. <laughs> you know, bring us out and, uh, and, and, and make us a force for, uh, the, uh, uh, for the cause of Christ yeah. as, as we blaze this trail, uh, taking that truth. You know, kind of like the old, uh, and uh, gosh, I'm, my mind's going blank on who said it, but give me Scotland or I die. Yeah, you know, John Knox, uh, that kind of uh, mentality of, mm-hmm. yes. And, uh, and, and it's that kind of uh, rally cry that we, we get into wanting everything to work out, everything to be perfect, not to have any, uh, you know, problems or difficulties in our life. And that's just not reality. Uh, there are going to be storms in our lives. Yeah, no question. No question. We talked about last time uh, how easy it is to 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 go into a fear state or just we, we, we get paralyzed. Yeah. Um, but I, it, sometimes that has to do with vision. The guy's not, you know, we don't have the vision to see what he's he's seeing or what he's wanting to do. 
What, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think a great story is, uh, is in Genesis 15, where God's reconfirming his covenant and his promise to Abraham. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how little phrases show my wife and I, Shelby, were talking about this the other day, things that we've been noticing in the word of God that, wow, you know, just this little phrase. But, um, and in Genesis 15, the Bible says God took Abram outside his tent and said, look at the sky and count the stars. Hmm. So where had Abraham been? Abraham had been in a tent Mm -hmm. looking at a seven to eight foot ceiling. Mm -hmm. He, all he could see were the walls of the tent and, and that was his perspective. And, and sometimes we get tunnel vision because all we can see is this one little bubble Mm -hmm. that we exist in. And, and I like what Mark Batterson said about this passage. If we're not careful, we stop gazing at the stars and we start staring at the ceiling. Mm. A lot of us staring at the ceiling, brother. <laughs> yeah, and I just like that. And that's that element of faith. Yeah. Let's, I think God was telling Abraham, listen, you're looking at what you think you can do. Mm-hmm. I want to show you what I've done. And he has him gaze at the stars. And, you know, when you gaze up the stars, all you can think about is the vastness right. of the universe. And my, what a what an awesome uh, cre- uh, God of creation and 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 unlimited potential. See, our logic limits God, but faith refuses to put limits mm. on God. Mm-hmm. So our spiritual maturity depends on our willingness to obey and listen and follow. What we were talking about last week, those moment by moment. Uh, times that we need to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you know, and and that's that's the spiritual growth. The spiritual growth is not just the end result, you know, over there. And and I like what one guy said about discipleship. It's not about the destination; it's about the journey. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest with you, Drew. I've missed that many times, mm-hmm. even in driving. You know, the kids, the kids talk about how I never wanted to stop, and the Barker rules. You know, and <laughs> you couldn't get off in an exit where you had to go to the other side of the exit because that wasted time. <laughs> you know, and 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 what's really sad is uh, a lot of what they're saying is very true. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's yeah. the problems of the visionary. It's like we're no, we we've got to get to this place at this time. And we miss we miss the journey along the way, man. It's so good. Yeah, let's use this as an example. I know because I'm always thinking the next project, and I'm right. always thinking the next thing I need to do. If I'm not careful, I'll walk through crowds and not even notice them because yeah. I'm so focused on I got to get over there. I got to do that. I've got to think that you know. And I I think so often we go by people and we miss opportunities to speak into their lives. I had a pastor just this last week and asked me to pray for him. Would you pray that my eyes will remain open to the opportunities God gives me every day and I don't miss them? Mm. And I went, wow, what a great prayer. Mm -hmm. God, I just want to remain sensitive and trust you to do what you said you would do in these divine appointments that I have daily and so often. We walk right by them because mm-hmm. we've been staring at the ceiling, not not gazing at the stars. Yeah, and I'm I'm still stuck in the uh, 
conversation about the tent and the stars. I mean, I'm thinking yeah. when you're looking at the top of the tent, it's probably a tent that he created and he built. It's right. probably pretty comfortable. Yeah. I mean, he's probably a place where he can chill and feels pretty warm and that's his, that's his environment. And to go outside is, is yes, to acknowledge creator, to acknowledge uh, lack of comfort, to acknowledge danger, to acknowledge that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not in control. All, I'm just thinking of all those things that apply to us as pastors when we sit in our buildings and we, and we begin to worry so much about either our people or our programs or exactly what we're doing, and we forget that world outside the church. We forget those people that are in such great need around us, you know? Well, this whole idea that we're talking about goes back to terminology you and I have heard through the years before that Christian bubble that yeah. we can uh, exist in, and we think everything's like this, when the reality very little is like that. Yeah. We're, we're existing almost, uh, especially when it becomes our group no more, we're almost living in a utopia, if you will. And I know it's not utopia, but in our minds, right. this is so much better than over there. So I don't want to come outside of this, right. um, but that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. It, it's not about uh, my youth pastor texted me the other day and he said, uh, man, let's not forget uh, the Bible doesn't say get the whole world in church. The Bible says the church go into the whole world. That's it. And, uh, and I love that. We got to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, we're not against getting everybody to church. We're not anti that. Of course. But he does say go into the world right. and uh, penetrate darkness. Absolutely. He didn't say, didn't say come. He says go. You know, and what's I think what's hard in this area is routines help us to sustain our spiritual health and our our spiritual growth like spiritual disciplines and they're needed and developing healthy and holy routines are key Uh, but if they just become routine then they need to be disruptive Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know where I found this, but I liked it. Sacred routines can become empty rituals when you only do them out of routine. Yeah. And so we got to be careful about that, that, you know, I mean, am I praying without thinking? Am I worshiping without really praising? Am I taking communion without commitment of my heart and my life to the Lord? And that's exactly what Jesus gets on them for when he says, you know, uh, you honor me with your lips, but your heart's far from Mm -hmm. me. And so we got to be careful. Yes, we need these routines and we need this intentionality, but what do we need to do to make sure that it just doesn't become a rut and routine and we're going through the motions so we can check it off our list. See, I'm spiritual. I read my Bible. I had my prayer time. I go to church. I tithe. Look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing all the things I ought to be doing. Right. I, as you're saying that, my mind is is back at a, a McDonald's the other day. I was with a couple of guys. We were doing discipleship triad together, and we were witnessing to a homeless man. And we're sitting there, and we invited him over, and he's talking with us. And I'm telling you, this guy's uh, ability f- for memory of Catholic prayers was was impressive. That's all I can tell you. Is wow. he, he went from one Catholic, full Catholic prayer to another. And we're just kind of sitting there looking at this guy going, wow, like his memory is, is that's pretty incredible. But he's saying these rote prayers, 
and yet right. clearly his life is lost. Clearly his, I mean, he's an addict. Clearly there's issues in his life. So it's one thing to to have these routines, like you say, if we don't have the relationship, it makes the routines don't matter. If we don't have that life of Christ living through us. And that was the thing we were trying to say to him, but he's the guy that's in my mind as you're even saying that kind of thing. And we do it too. We do it all the time. We do. Um, I like, like a formula that I found, I've mentioned him several times, but uh, Batterson gives. And I think it's a good thing to think about to get out of the routine. And here's what he says. A change of place plus a change of pace mm-hmm. equals a change of perspective. Mm-hmm. And just apply that to Abraham. Yeah. A change of place. Hey, Abraham, come out here. Yep. Come out here. Now, a change of pace. Abraham, I just want you to soak it in. I just want you to look. And, and again, I go back to who of us hasn't laid on the side of a hill or sat in a chair and just looked up at the stars and just went, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you know what it does? It changed his perspective. His focus was no longer on what he could accomplish. His focus was on a God who is limitless right. and able to do above and beyond exceedingly above and beyond all we could ask or think. So I just want us going into 2022, uh, the greatest um, vision that you have for your church, I want everybody to hear me. God desires more. Mm -hmm. God desires more than that. And I'm not talking about your goals. I'm talking about his heart and for you to flourish and to be Eat the hands of feet in Christ and function the way the body of Christ ought to function. Absolutely. And we, but that's when we get nervous is when it's outside of our hands and outside of our control or outside of what we know. That gets pretty nerve wracking. It gets pretty, ner- you get pretty nervous going, but that's my comfort zone is what I know that we can accomplish and do. And, but man, that's what I think that's what I love about that story is, is come see the stars. You can't do those. <laughs> and there's no, there, it's limitless to what God can do. And if we'll give him that space and, and, and realize and honest own the fact that God, we can't do this, but we trust the God of, of the universe who created those stars and you can do anything. I was saying to the church, we had uh, six people baptized on Sunday and it was absolutely awesome. And at the end I was, you know, I was inspired and I was sharing just some vision with our church. And I'm like, Six is amazing, but what if we had 60 next Sunday? Like, yeah. why, why not? Like, let's be the people yeah. that God have called, called us to be. And I think sometimes we, we have small vision. C.S. Lewis says, some, I think the problem is not that we ask uh, too much of God, it's that we ask too little. And I yeah. think that's what some of what you're talking about kind of resonates with me. Yeah. yeah, we have not because we ask not. And I love that word trust. By the way, I saw the baptisms on Facebook and I was rejoicing and praising <laughs> the Lord with you because the reality is we're going to praise the Lord over one. Absolutely. And, and then the other side of it is, but there's so many more so that many. need Jesus. Mm-hmm. So many more. But let's go back to Abraham and let's talk about trust. Because mm-hmm. this verse blows me away, Drew. It really does. I love this star. Hey, Abraham, come out here. Mm-hmm. Look at the stars, buddy. You're you're looking too small. It's it's bigger than this. And one author said, you know, without prayer, we get what we can do our best of what we can do. But when we pray, we get God's best. And in Hebrews eleven eight, it says, "By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place." that he was to receive as an inheritance. Now, here's the challenge. 
And he went out not knowing where he was going. That's it. It is. <laughs> I even told Shelby, I said, I'm glad to know there's somebody else in the Word of God or somebody in the Word of God that is like me because I don't always know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't always know where I'm going. I don't know exactly how all this is going to work out. But why? Abraham trusted God. Now, remember, he wasn't just out doing anything. He was obeying. Right. So when we're obeying God, we may not know what's going to happen, how it's going to turn out. But we ought to go on out, even though we don't know how it's going to turn out, because we're obeying God. Right. And that's that faith. Logic, questions what's going on and makes assumptions that really aren't biblical, but faith refuses to accept those assumptions like, oh, I'm too young to be used by God. No, faith trusts God. You might say, well, they don't know what they're doing, but yeah, God can use you in your youth. Well, I'm too old to serve the Lord. <laughs> where, where did we get that? Right. You know, that's not what Psalm 92 says, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the world tells us, you know, at 40, everything begins on, on this downhill slide and, uh, and trajectory is downward. But biblically, in our spiritual growth, the tra- trajectory is always upwards and we can have the greatest impact in our latter years and even after our death. Yep. That legacy can continue to have a great impact on generations to come. These missionaries that were willing to, you know, make these sacrifices. And uh, I just think that we've got to trust the Lord that God can use us. As a matter of fact, if we think we're too weak or we don't know enough or uh, we don't have it all figured out in our weaknesses, mm-hmm. He is made strong, and he gets the glory. Absolutely. I think he prefers it if we're in that posture. Absolutely. You know? You know, I got under conviction recently about that very thing because I've always said many times, I've said, I'll tell you guys, I pastored too young. I shouldn't have started pastoring. And you know, the Holy Spirit of God in my quiet time said, stop that. Mm -hmm. And and I said, why, Lord? He goes, did I call you? (laughs) Did I put you there? Mm-hmm. You were being obedient. Right. And I just wept, Drew, and I went, Lord, I'm sorry. And I was focused on, I knew I wasn't ready, but we we want to use inexperience or lack of knowledge or mm-hmm. all the above. And Paul told Timothy, let no man despise thy youth. Right. And so, man, we, we need to have the faith to he put us right where he put us. He put us in the right place at the right time to accomplish the right purpose. Absolutely. I, I believe fully that posture is exactly where God wants us to be. Seek, not I not saying I, I've, got it, I've got it figured out. I've got to preach an amazing. No, we got to come humbly on our faces going, God, I got nothing. And you got to fill me up and, and, and give the people what you want to give them through this broken vessel. Yeah, I was thinking on that very thing the other day. And you and I were talking about preaching, and we are absolutely 100% for good biblical preaching. (laughs) Uh, But I was thinking the other day, when I get to heaven one day, I'm not going to stand before the Lord. and He's not going to go, you know, Larry, on November whatever, 2005, that third point, oh, amazing, Larry, (laughs) all of heaven applauded. Man. You said that so well. Yeah. 
No, no. He's not going to say you thought it out well, you planned it out well, you said it well. <laughs> What's he going to say? He's going to say, well done. Yeah. That's what we long to hear. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, and again, we ought to say it right. We ought to think it through. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti. Right. But let's, let's get the focus where the focus needs to be. Matter of fact, I read recently, Drew, where uh, uh, people believe somebody's credible based not on their words first, mm-hmm. nor on the tone of their voice. Mm-hmm. They attribute credibility, 58% said they judge body language. Hmm. And I went, yeah, I went, wow, that's interesting. And then I thought, wait a minute. If my church is the body of Christ, <laughs> what body language am I giving my community? Mm, that's good. What are they reading right. about the gospel? And, you know, uh, I, I, it might have been Spurgeon or somebody else, but they said, your Bible's uh, your life may be the only Bible somebody ever reads. Yeah. And so if our church, what body language are we giving our community? Are they going, you know, they say they love us, right. but we've never seen it. Mm. Are we sending out body language? You know, they say they believe in forgiveness, but they sure do hold a lot of grudges. Mm. And I was just wondering about that. You know, if it's well done, it's not, oh, yeah, we ought to forgive. No. The focus is not on we ought to forgive. The focus ought to be on we have forgiven the same way Christ has forgiven us. And so what's the body language of our church going to say in 2022 uh, towards our community, towards those where God has placed us in the right place at the right time for the right purposes? What's our body language? What's our posture as a church saying? Is it exemplifying and displaying the love of Christ the way that it should? Mm-hmm. And and circling back to yeah. our topic, this whole aspect of are we going to live out of faith? Are we going to live out of the status quo of what yes. we know and where we've been and what we've done? Are we going to let God move us to the places of need around us to make a difference in the world? Does it matter that our church is exists? <laughs> Does the community yep. say, I'm, I'm glad they're there? Or what church are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I think that is the faith, trusting God enough to believe what God said he meant and fulfilling it. Yeah. And living it out, that God said it. I tell people all the time, uh, my dad was quite the disciplinarian. Uh, he was, and uh, it was who he was. He was a drill sergeant for a short time in the military, mm. so that explains a lot. Yeah. Never, ne- never abusive or anything like that ever towards me. I, I can state that very uh, unequivocally, but uh, I-, I get tickled uh, because... <laughs> Uh, and just comparison, I'm not getting on people, but I love it when a parent go, you need to do that. They sit there. Then they go, I'm going to count to three or 10. And they'll go, one, two, Drew, I never heard the number one out of my dad's mouth. <laughs> not one time. I think I know he what you're saying. Odd. Yeah. He was kind of odd. When he told you something, uh-huh. he expected you to do it. Right. And I got to tell you, our Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. when He tells us to do something, He expects us to do it. And here's the great news. We can trust Him. Mm-hmm. That's faith. God, I trust you. And that was Abraham. I don't know where I'm going, but God told me to go. 
and I'm going to go because I trust him. I know he loves me. Mm -hmm. I know he has what's best for me. And I want to uh, be focused on his greatness, his goodness, and his glory so that he'll receive all of it in the life that I live. Mm. That's living by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. So good. That's exactly what he had to have to go to the place that he didn't know where he was going. He had to have that faith. Man, that's so good. Thanks for bringing that to us today. And I, I pray that as, as pastors and church leaders, we truly can wrestle with this this uh, dichotomy yes. and this challenge of this is what I know, this is where I'm comfortable versus this is where God is leading and am I going to be obedient? Man. Drew, I want to, uh, man, you've had some gold nuggets today. A couple things you said, I hope you preach them because it was good stuff, buddy. <laughs> uh, and I mean that. And right there, that's what I want people to hear about discerning the will of God, long range, long term, or short term. And here it is. You're going to have to wrestle with it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not easy. It's going to take getting on our faces before God. It is going to take pulling away and getting a change of place and a change of pace. Someone has said a, a Sabbath, one definition uh, in the scriptures of a Sabbath is catching one's breath. Mm. And I love that. And you know why we need to do that? We need to be reminded of his greatness, his goodness, and his glory mm -hmm. so that we will continue to live that out, to hear those words one day, well done. Mm -hmm. I, I just I, I just sit almost in silence and relish that because I, that's the prayer, isn't it, that we, that we hear yes, that from the Father? Yes, it is. So good. Guys, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast. We appreciate it so much. Hey, if we can help you in anything, encourage you. Uh, connect you to some of the resources that we have or any of the programs that we've done, please check us out at healthychurchpodcast.com. Uh, we love you. We're praying for you and pray that God would continue to move you towards faith instead of just uh, the things that you know and things that you've always done. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time on the Healthy Church Podcast. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast, sponsored by Activate, a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.